Hello everybody. Before we get to today's episode, I just want to make a couple quick announcements. First of all, I want to wish everyone the very merriest of Christmases, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. I just wanted to uh, just wish everyone uh, a happy and safe holiday. Have a wonderful new year. And uh, that doesn't stop Halloween Unleashed from putting out new episodes. Uh, In fact, we have pretty much the entire month of January already laid out, recording those as we speak. And um, Aaron Bass is going to be the new host of Halloween Unleashed. And I'll still be there, you know, to be part of the conversations. But I'm going to be more of a sidecar um, to him. So the, the... the reason being is I want to focus more on producing the podcast going forward in 2022. I made this announcement uh, mid-season three, and uh, I want to I want to honor that. So uh, please give us still your support. Give Aaron your support. Get your gear over at well, you can go to two places. You can go to HalloweenUnleashedThePodcast.com. Go to the apparel section. And you can uh, pick out a slew of things throughout there. Or you could go over, if you're a mask maker or a collector, which a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, you can go over to WMP Gear. That's WMPGear.com. And you can go and you can look through different supplies. We have mask stands. We have busts. We have mannequin heads. We have... Uh, coated mannequin heads so that if you're worried about styrofoam, you don't have to worry about that. And they're coated in black uh, felt, so they are they come completely safe for all of your masks. And they're a male mannequin head, so um, you will absolutely have the best of the best there. Now, if you're a mask maker, we sell supplies on there. We sell silicones, urethanes, clays, sculpting tools, uh, airbrushes, airbrush parts, you name it. You know, we sell it. We also sell latex on there. So if you're looking for the very best latex, not this shit that gets watered down and cut and charged you a premium price. We have uber thick latex that is buttery, buttery smooth. That is nice and stretchy. Can give you those nice thin pulls in less time. Can cure in less time, but also give you the durability and the rigidity that that you want from a from an independent mass. So you get the best of both worlds. It's been custom formulated to meet the needs of the collector. So if you're a mass maker and you want to get in on those latex last season during the warmer months went crazy. Um, I had to place two different orders with my suppliers and uh, it, it went quick both times. So As we start to move into spring, I'm going to be putting in uh, two more orders. So if you are one of those people that want a five-gallon pail of latex or a couple five-gallon pails, you need to move fast because if you don't, it will be gone and then you have to settle for the commercial garbage that they put out there. Yes, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, you've all all been there. If if you have latex that is shrinking on you more, more than usual... Don't put up with that. If you have latex that is watery thin, that it, that has been thinned out with either ammonia or distilled water so that they can get more and charge you more, then you need to move over to WMP the latex because it has been custom formulated. It's exactly what I use and have been using for several, several years. You will thank yourself 
in the long run. I have uh, Spook House Props, Jimmy Falco that buys from me. I have House of Horror Pro that buys from me. Rick Ramby buys from me. Those are the top dogs and the people that listen to this podcast. So um, Jimmy Falco has even been quoted to, to say it's the best latex he's ever used. And he's used quite a bit. He's tried quite a bit. Same with House of Horror Pro, which is Matt Reed. He said the same thing. Now, just because Matt and I are friends doesn't mean if I put out a shitty product, I don't expect him to call me on it. So I have to uh, uphold my end just as well as they have to tell the honest truth. So with that being said, let's get to today's episode. And we thank you for listening to Halloween Unleashed, the podcast. You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. mind i'm gonna read brad's and al's comment because brad is more like he has more like a comment and al has the questions um brad sterling i like this what he said here he said don't be a fool and think you have to wait five years to get a mask rehauled when there are plenty of reputable artists available for quicker turnaround times and honest honestly just as good um i like that a lot brad that's great you make a great point um that might be the best point in the entire column there yeah that's i really like it it's very straightforward it's very honest it's very upfront and it's the truth damn sure is now um al Al malnar has uh the questions here he's got quite a few he said what in your opinion is your favorite h1 mask replica could it be something from your past that you finished or could it be something from another artist ground up that another artist has ground up sculpted just would like to know which is your absolute favorite also out of all the artists you've worked with mask brothers aside who do you enjoy working with and do you see yourself doing any more possible collaborations i think we already answered the first part yeah um, i was gonna say i think you guys already offered up pretty good yeah, answers to the, that hero, right? the previous yeah. question um outside of mask brothers i really enjoy working with house of horror pro yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Matt? Are 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 you uh are you a fan of wicked mass productions instead of white mass productions? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> 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 um honestly, I I'm gonna throw him some love here. I I I enjoyed the small run that Paul Daniels at dark side studio and I did on the uh, original Sam Hain back in 2013, I believe it was, it was a very small run and um, I enjoyed every bit of that. Not only was it a, like a nostalgia uh, with that mask, but it was a chance to work with uh, dark side Paul, which was a, which was a really, really cool opportunity. I think I have one of those, Donna. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next up is Mr. Dale Robinson. This is a little bit of a different take on the question that was asked earlier. So Dale Robinson opines with which mass from the series, if any, grew on you the most over time, wherein you maybe disliked or hated it at first 
but grew to like it or love it over time and vice versa. Was there a mask where maybe you liked it at first, but then over time didn't like it anymore? And he gives the example of when he first watched H4 and H5, he initially hated the H4 mask and liked the H5, but over time, his views have completely changed and he completely loves the H4 mask now, whereas he thinks he feels the H5 is probably his least favorite. Hmm. I would say I started off liking the Rob Zombie quite a bit over time. I started to dislike it quite a bit. I started off disliking the 2018 mask, but I ended up not hating it after I watched the movie. I was like, this is going to be one of those things in that movie that's going to just drive me nuts because I'm not a big fan of the mask. But I watched the movie and I said, you know, that was probably the least thing that bothered me. I actually kind of liked the way they shot it. It looked good. And there's some scenes that it looks like an aged original at times. And then, you know, other times it's got it kind of got its own thing going on. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where I was like, you know, I thought that that mask was really going to bother me, but it, it really didn't. So that would be my answer. Like, Rob Zombie, I started off really liking it, loved the concept, and then I ended up hating it over time. And then 2018, I started off hating it, ended up liking it. So, and then they had to come out with a flashback mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how about you? Uh, I would probably have to agree with Chris on the 2018. I was kind of not, I was kind of indifferent about it at first, and it's kind of grown on me over time. Uh, as far as started to dislike, I don't really feel like, I don't feel like there are really any masks that I absolutely dislike or started to dislike. I'm not a huge Rob Zombie mask fan. So I guess if I had to choose, it'd be that one. Yeah, I had to I'd have to agree with that because when Rob Zombie's Halloween first came out, I was like, hey, cool. You know, that's that's Rob Zombie's take on the mask. And hey, that's different, but you know, it it feels authentic. And then it's just like the more time that went on, I don't know if it was, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it was, you know, uh, fueled by, you know, his 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 version of Halloween too or what but i mean over time it's just like the more i looked at it the more i just went ugh. right <laughs> i don't hate the mask though it's just it would i guess it would be my least favorite probably but i've never really h- hated any any of the masks i mean i was like a fan of h4 really right off the bat in, in even h5 so those are like the, the stepchildren of the <laughs> of the franchise so. <laughs> Stepchildren. Schoolhouse. Where's the schoolhouse? It's over there. (laughs) And we'll be safe. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to drive that, do you? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh god. Um, I don't want to skip over Mike's uh second question here. So just hearkening back to the previous episode, 
because uh, Chris, I know you said that you know there were some details that got left out that you know you you uh, opined with. So just a last take on the previous episode. Uh, are there any details, uh, funny stories, comments, anything that you uh, that we haven't heard about the story uh, about the MB two? No, and uh, the reason that we did that episode was specifically because Mike asked about it. There you go, Mike. There you go. A whole episode dedicated to you, Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike. Anything else? Nothing? Uh, no, there's nothing officially on the question list, but this would be the time that me and Hannah would have to opine with any personal questions. So, Let's Hannah, I'm going to defer to you first. Uh, what questions do you have? Hmm. Okay. I'll have to admit I was not ready. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know. Right. Catch me on the spot. Well, um, if, if you, you know, if you need some time, that's fine. Cause I've got some ready to fire off. So if you'd like okay, to defer, yeah, you take go ahead. a moment, that'll give me, that'll give me time to think. Great. All right. Well, Chris, my first uh, question is directed mainly at you because of your, uh, you know, your previous iterations of Halloween films, mm-hmm. um, H30 and H35. Um, you know, they always say hindsight's 2020. So, you know, given the luxury of time that you have now between where we're at now uh, in our lives and, in, you know, personally in your life and how those films turned out, uh, looking back, uh, what would you do differently? Uh, is there anything you would do differently story-wise? Is there anything you would do different? I mean, what would you do different applying to both of those films, whether it be story-wise, whether it be mask-wise? You know, you are the guy that made those films happen. So I'm very, very curious to know as a fan of both of them, what, if anything, you would do different, you know, given the luxury of, you know, the time that's passed between now and when you originally did them. First of all, Everybody that asked questions, thank you, and great questions. Enjoyed them all. Uh, this is no different. This is a good question as well, because I recently watched both of them back-to-back with somebody, and, oh, man, um, I didn't realize just how hard it is to watch H3O. Um. I know it's only 26 minutes in runtime, but that's 26 minutes of my life. I was, I'm like, I'll never get back. Um, from an audio perspective, it's bad. You know, from a, the fact that it was shot in standard definition, maybe it's just, it just hasn't aged well from that perspective. Um, too much callbacks, repeated lines. And I know that there was a reason for it, but in, in the year 2021, not everybody understands when we initially did that film, the tagline for the film was where it all begins again. So like my thought was where it all begins again. Well, we got to have repeat this, repeat this, repeat this. We got to have everything in there that people expect. I wish I would have done a little less of that and a little and and do a little bit more original storytelling um, because people have already seen that and they had seen it done by Donald Pleasance or various other more, uh, more well-known actors or actresses. So 
from that perspective, I would have done it differently. I would have cut it a little differently. Um, I definitely would have, um, thought out certain aspects of the film a little better. Um, but I guess for what it was at the time it was done, it was fine. But looking back on it with perfect 2020 hindsight, it's, it's, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> it really is. It's fucking terrible. But age 35, I, I still am able to look at that and say, that was a redeeming movie for a very bad one. And there's still things about some audio things that still bug, bug the shit out of me. But I mean, for the most part, H35 is, is the fan film, you know, and it it's, um, it's something I, I still hold up is something I'm very proud of to this day. Oh, I like watching it. Yeah. I was just about to say, well, you know, I posed that question to you because you're the guy who made them happen. You know, uh, as a fan, you sit back and you appreciate it because, you know, it's a it's a it's a chapter offered into the uh, the Halloween mythos that, you know, you as a fan, you can appreciate and you don't sit back and critique it uh, like you do, because you're the guy who made it happen. So that's why I was very interested to get your take on what you would change, you know, if anything about the two, because you know, I sit back and I sit back to the fan and I watch it and it, you know, I'm happy with it, you know, makes me happy being able to watch it. So, you know, I was very, very interested to get your take on that. Always good to hear what goes through your mind, you know, the creator. So that's, that's always fun. Um, I would like to do a watch along of both of them at some point and just, you know, kind of break them down a little bit. I, th- I think that would be fun. But uh, another thing is, is that that drove me absolutely insane was, um was the herky jerky editing cuts in h30 that i'm like i i wish that that could be taken out and be done away with because i mean that was the popular thing at the time is make the camera jerk or shake or whatever kind of like what rob zombie did or whatever that was like the style at the time it came out right around the same time so there's there's so much about that film that i would change and if we ever do a a watch along I'd be more than happy to just go through scene by scene and just tear it to shreds. Well, a watch along for H30 and H35 is you definitely put me down for. Hopefully that happens sometime yeah, in the near future. Fun. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I'm down. Yeah, just don't tear it apart too bad, man, because I don't want you ruining my, you know, my fanboy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have my question. Okay, let's hear it. Go for it. Okay. Well, obviously, I mean, you guys know how obsessed I am with the resurrection mask. Okay. Um, now, this is a question for both of you. Uh, Chris, I know you don't like doing rehauls, but I have to ask this just just because, you know, hypothetical question. Uh, let's just say that, like, you know, I see quite a few, very rarely, actually, which is why I want to ask. Um, very rarely, I see people try to revise uh, Cinema Secrets um resurrection masks and i would like to know if you guys had an opportunity if you would try to take it on matt you you answer this one first because i gotta think about this one for a minute i 
if it was in decent condition, I would. I actually had the opportunity uh, probably, I don't know, hell, it's probably been three years, three years ago now to do one. And honestly, the mask was, I mean, it was starting to sag. I mean, there just wasn't much that I could really do for it. I mean, I feel like I painted it decent. It was my first H8 paint up. So I think I did a decent job. But like I said, just the mask itself wasn't aging very well. So, I mean, if it was in, in good enough shape, I, I would definitely take a stab at one. But yeah, I've, I've seen some of them on eBay uh, before, like just, just as is, and they look really terrible. And I'm thinking, damn, I've only seen a couple of people able to uh, revise them pretty well. And I'm like, okay, so it's a very rare thing. But, you know, I was just wondering, you know, like if that was ever an opportunity. But, but yeah, I can, I can, I can see that because they, they look absolutely terrible whenever I see them on eBay. It's very rare to see one in good condition. Yeah. And it really depends on yeah. what model you get, too. Yeah. Like, and, and how it looks. And for those that are talking about, well, how many models after that, go back and listen to the H8 episode. I think it's from season three. It could have been in season two. But uh, we, where we break that down and what the, different variations are of all the resurrection masks but yeah they're the earlier the versions are like the lm102s the lm103s those are fine of course any of the collector's editions uh why you would want to repaint a collector's edition is completely beyond me because i mean it's literally you want to keep that thing mint and then and check but to each their own um but I kind of feel the same way as Matt does. I mean, it would really have to depend on a lot for me. And the biggest reason is, is, is the paint scheme perfect? No. Could it, could it benefit from a new paint job? Yes. But at the same time, there's just much like those old Don Postmasters, there's just something nostalgic about it that you don't want to change what it was it kind of is what it is and it's grown that cult following and they're getting more rare and more rare and more rare to find which is why like when a certain artist was going around uh rehauling 85 don post the mask it was pissing me off because i was like there's not many of those in good condition out there and you're putting a a a modernized independent paint Mm -hmm. job on a 85 Don post the mask. Give me a fucking break on a mask that's close to being 40 years old. Exactly. Don't survive 35 freaking years, man. So I don't know. It it would just, it would really, like Matt said, it would have to depend on the copy would have to depend on the situation. And, you know, I I've learned just from doing podcasts over the last four years. It's you, you never say never to anything because as soon as you do you're going to be faced to make that decision because i was asked on the hmmat podcast back in 2017 when i was telling my story kevin asked me flat out from an audience question they said you know will you ever bring wmp back i said no absolutely not i never will and then look look here we are in 2021 what the hell happened you know so (laughs) point being is just never say never and always be open-minded because again you you you'll end up with egg on your face if you don't oh cool 
Well, that's good. That's a good, honest answer, you know. That's awesome. All right. Cool. I think the important thing to remember there is, you know what? Things change. Circumstances change. You know, life is anything but a straight line. Uh, at its at its best day, it's a roller coaster up and down. So, yeah, I mean, when you were posed with that original, would you, would you ever bring WMP question back? I mean, based on your life up to that point, that was the most honest answer you could give. Obviously, things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've the 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 reason I brought that specific thing up is because I've been criticized pretty pretty heavily for it. And it's just like, like you said, you know, circumstances in my life and things at that time were completely different than they are now. Um, I'm thankful in the times that we live in that I had this to fall back on. We'll just leave it there. Exactly. That's good. I, I appreciate everybody in the comments section for asking these questions. I think they were really, really great. I think we got a lot out of them. Yeah, questions and comments uh, for this particular episode have been absolutely great. And kudos to everybody that took time to, uh, you know, to think one up and opine with it. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.